Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BFA Life podcast. Uh, We're glad you're here. This is part two of the new staff testimonies from the 2021-2022 school year. If you haven't heard part one, we encourage you to do that. And just like part one, you'll see in the description a list of the people included in this episode. So we're just going to jump right in. Again, thanks for listening, taking time out of your day to spend with us, and we hope you enjoy. We are coming here with our family. Um, our oldest daughter, Lauren, is going to be in seventh grade. Ashley will be in sixth grade, and our son, Sawyer, will be in first grade. And um, we are coming from the state of Michigan. Yay! <laughs> and um, we're excited to be here. Um, my husband is going to be serving as a school counselor. And um, prior to this, I was our church secretary for the last 14 years. And then um, Dustin has been working um, in a residential facility for our county um, with troubled youth um, in middle school and high school ages. So five minutes is really short to tell you all that God has done in this process and it's been it's been thrilling and long and and the lessons have been very great. Um, We've been talking about coming to Black Forest Academy for three years. Clarence can attest to that. He's known our names for a long time and um, it's, it's almost surreal to be standing here and to, to realize that this process was, was not something that I can put on the list of things that I've achieved. It was clearly in a different distinction under the list of things that God has done. Um, there's a lot of things that I've achieved for myself that I've, I've accomplished through hard work. And, and as we went through this, trying to do this fundraising and support raising stuff, it was, it was very clear this is not our gift. Uh, we function on completely different levels socially. Um, we, we had different views of what that would look like. And, and then we were kind of ready and we were going to, you know, full steam ahead. We were finally not working and we were going to do this stuff and then COVID shut us all down. Um, and after a couple months of pacing and recognizing that, you know, this is just, it's just not something that I can even try to control. I shouldn't be trying to control it. I should be... Uh, resting and, and relaxing and recognizing that God, God can handle this. And um, that was, it was such an important discovery for me that, like, like I said, not something to be accomplished. And, and standing here now, it, it is 100%. Um, it was God. It was not me. There's no way that this made any sense from a human perspective, um, that we could just see everything shut down and then support start to pour in. Um, that as things opened up, we just had invite after invite to come and share and, and tell about our important mission. And then to see the people who are willing to support us, it was, it was never who we expected. Um, and it was always a tremendous blessing. And we're just, we're so excited and, and thankful to be here and, and to be working with a population that I, I, I didn't know about. I didn't really see the need, recognize the need until just a couple years ago as, as God started to open these doors for me to see uh, what he had in store for us. So that's where we're at. Um, absolutely thrilled to be standing here in, in Condern and excited for the opportunities that God has before us. Thank you. Thank you. 
We are Adam and Natasha Perryman, and we are from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah boy. Hey! Woo! Represent. Uh, this August, we celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, we have two kids attending BFA, A.V. Joy, who is going into ninth, and Nehemiah, who is going into eighth. Yeah, so our call to missions started in 2006 when we traveled to Vietnam to grow our family through the gift of adoption. Um, as my dad lovingly says, we lost you in Vietnam. Um, it was on that trip that our eyes were opened to orphan care and international missions. So over the next eight years, we plugged into the world of adoption and foster care. We adopted two more times. We um, fostered lots of kiddos. And it was a beautiful season of ministry. But by 2014, it was really clear that the Lord was directing us to serve on the mission field overseas. Yeah, so some of our friends had adopted from Uganda, and they were the first ones to say, so have you ever considered serving in Africa? And we were like, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, we have not. No, we're not going to do that. So our eyes were set on Southeast Asia and going back to Vietnam, uh, but the Lord indeed was turning our hearts to Uganda, and we moved there to serve in 2015. Yeah, so we served in Uganda for four years um, in business and in education, and loved every second of it. We were so glad the Lord sent us to Uganda. Then one day, um, we felt God calling us to international school as missions. Um, we'd heard about it, and it seemed like a perfect fit for Adam and I and our skill set. And we also, by that time, needed a schooling option for the kiddos. Um, so God led us to serve at Hinkson Christian Academy in Moscow, Russia. Some of you know that school. Yeah. So we served for nearly two years in Moscow. Uh, I was running the business office, and my wife was the elementary principal. Uh, we absolutely loved Moscow. Uh, you should, yeah. bucket list. Yeah, it's Amazing. fantastic. Amazing. Uh, but sadly, due to COVID-19, on March 1st, 2020, we went into legit Soviet lockdown. Not like, you know, America barbecue, barbecue. in the backyard lockdown, no. but like, you know, one person can leave the house with a QR code once a week. Kids are not allowed outside, period, for 12 weeks. like. Hardcore lockdown. Mm -hmm. So that was fun in an apartment that was this yeah. big. Uh, so when repatriation flights started flying, uh, we decided to go back to the States for 60 days. So we packed one carry-on and we jumped on a plane. Little did we know, one carry-on. So month by month in Oklahoma, it was showing itself impossible to get back to Russia. 60 days, you know, we knew that we could get back. We knew that just with one word, we know our God, right? We knew that with one word, God could open borders and we could return to our school there. But that is just not what happened. So we ended up being forced to stay in Oklahoma, to work remotely, supporting our school in Moscow, nine hours ahead. Um, this is me at 5.45 a.m., like leading my department meetings, perky, good morning. You know, it was just really, really hard, right? That's not how it should be. Um, so working remotely like that was for the birds, for them and for us. And so ultimately, due to COVID restrictions and them not issuing visas, we lost our jobs there, gave all of our stuff away in our apartment, um, just put a few bags that are left remaining there right now that we're praying to get here. Yeah, and while a year in Oklahoma was really redemptive, uh, it was really like a forced home assignment. And by February, A.B. Joy was the first one to say, I think we should officially cut ties with Moscow and find a new place to serve. Uh, she deeply desired to get settled and start high school in one place, and we were so impressed with ACSI 
that we intentionally went looking for other ACSI schools, and that is how we found BFA. Mm -hmm. So um, we looked at all the BFA videos online, well done communications department, they're amazing, okay? Um, every single thing we could find on YouTube or anywhere else, and A.B. Joy said, you know what this looks like? I was like, what? And she said, it looks like opportunity. Whoa, I cried. Oh, I enjoy that's profound, you know. Um, it was just so amazing after a year of no's. No, you can't travel. No, you can't go back. No, you can't get your stuff. No, you're not. No, no, no. And no, that's what our year was like. So for her to say it looked like opportunity, it was so profound. Um, and, and we already had a support team that had sent us to Uganda and then to Moscow, and they were ready. They had supported us unexpectedly for an entire year, and they were ready to send us somewhere else. So... Um, Adam will be doing IT with Josh Nathan, and I will be doing admissions and enrollment with Inika. Um, some of our interests include Adam loves volleyball, he's an amazing baker, um, he loves to travel, which is very helpful for me because adventure is my hard place, um, and he's also a shoe flipper, so if also known as like a sneaker head, you know, buys and sells, so if you like that kind of thing, you can talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my wife enjoys organizing, cooking, walking. She's a maker, so she's always creating, crafting, writing, all the artsy things. Yeah, so we look forward to getting to know you and serving alongside you. And kind of like the Pex had just said, um, all of these accomplishments, you know, we, we give to the Lord. It's only due to him, him bringing in supporters, him bringing us BFA. And so we are just so grateful to be serving alongside you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, my name is Pippa, and I will be serving as an RA at Blauen, which I'm super excited about. Um, my road to BFA has been a long one. I first prayed about coming to a boarding school when I was six. Um, my family was moving from Pakistan to Australia, and I was devastated because I would not be following my brothers off to boarding school that fall. Um, and so I cried out to God and said, please let me go to boarding school. Um, not knowing he would wait two decades to answer that prayer. <laughs> um, yeah, so missions has always been the call of my heart. Um, when I was 18, I joined an OM ship um, and spent two years serving in 23 different countries, partnering with some amazing ministries, and loved all the different opportunities I had during that time. But the favorite thing I got to do was lead the youth group for our missionary kids on the ship. And that was the first time that God made it really clear that I had um, a heart for third culture kids. So when I left the ship, I really thought that God would use that time to lead me to a long-term field um, and didn't feel called to any particular country. So I went back to the States and continued seeking the Lord and praying about ministry opportunities, but asked that wherever he led me, um, working with third culture kids would be a part of that. Um, so I went to Moody Bible Institute, and during my time there, God just confirmed that he was leading me into um, a support role as opposed to being on the front lines of missions in like maybe what I had thought. And I was sure that that would be still overseas. I always knew I would be in international missions. Um, and I even looked at boarding schools during that time. Um, I met up with Michelle Phoenix, who many of you know, and um, she was like, you need to go to BFA. And I was like, oh, maybe you're right. But God closed that door um, and just, I just didn't feel peace about applying at that time. Um, and instead, he led me to stay stateside and care for missionary families. So for the last few years, I've been working at Mission Training International, um, doing pre-field training for families, 
and getting to debrief missionary kids, which I've absolutely loved. And when I first got there, I thought, this is a short-term thing. Um, but then over time, I was like, you know what? Actually, I love this ministry. I could really see myself planting here. Like, I think that maybe this is where God is calling me more long-term. Um, and then God said to go, <laughs> because his timing is like that. And so, yeah, last year when COVID hit, um, it just became really clear that God was closing the door um, in my ministry in debriefing and leading me elsewhere. And yeah, I was once again facing an unknown future and really praying about so many different options, saying, I'm willing to go anywhere, God, wherever you lead, but I would love to continue working with third culture kids, and I'd love to do it in community. And when I prayed those two things out loud, it was kind of this like, duh moment of like, oh, this is the time um, to look into serving at a boarding school. And just as I was doing research, BFA, um, it just became really clear that the RA position here was exactly what God had been preparing me um, to do. So I'm super excited to work here. TCKs are my people. Um, and yeah, I'm just thrilled to be part of this community. Good morning, Russell and Lori Rolletter. Um, we come to you from California, but not a direct path to BFA. Um, so we served, after, after we were married, we served in various Christian ministries for 14 years. I was an elementary middle school principal administrator at schools in California, and these were church schools, so there was a church and schools. My wife served as the church secretary while I was the principal, and we thought life was great. Um, but unfortunately, that first school, went, the church there went through a church split, which is more devastating than you can imagine. Uh, took us 10 years before I would, could really talk about that even. It was so devastating. And unfortunately, that also led to a decline in the school enrollment, and I started laying people off, and I said, I've got to lay this guy off. He makes the most. Oh, that's me. Um, so I wrote myself out of the budget and had to find a new school. And that's how I ended up in the Bay Area where I met, I was surprised, shocked when I came in here and met Ken Van Meter. I said, whoa, a fellow school administrator from California, uh, where I served on the ACSI accreditation team for his school. And then shortly thereafter, he served on the team for my school. Yeah. Um, but after that second school in the Bay Area, uh, we took a year off to care for her mother who was living with us, and her health continued to decline. We uh, ended up placing her with uh, someone else, her sister, and, but that gave us the opportunity to say, okay, Lord, what's next? Where, where are you gonna have us? Where, where are we gonna go? And we wanted to be Northern California, Oregon, Wisconsin, somewhere in there. In fact, we were positive we were going to Oregon. And so I'm searching online ACSI every day, you know, what's available, setting up interviews with schools. And <clears throat> one day I walked in and said, Lord, hey, Lori, here's something I found. Vienna. <laughs> uh -uh. No, I said, nah, he's just looking. 
no big deal. Don't worry about it. Mm -mm. So some more time went on, and I'd say, you know, and I kept bringing up Vienna. Well, what do you think about Vienna? No. <laughs> no. So we had a, a long interview with a school in Oregon. We were convinced we were going there. But we, the whole time we're praying, Lord, open doors, close doors, open doors, close doors, and we'll, we'll go where the open doors are. And <clears throat> the school, after the interview in Oregon, they called us back and said, no, you know, we've decided to go a different direction. And I said, okay, Lord, that door's closed. Where's the open door? The very next day I got a phone call. I had applied for Vienna. <laughs> I got a phone call from, from the director there, and she said, you know, we'd like to have you come out here. <laughs> I guess I got to think about it now. It's just the way it was. So we set up an opportunity to come out and visit the school and look at it, and she'll tell you. When we went for that visit, I went with the express purpose of saying no. This is not going to work. There's going to be a reason. There's going to be three reasons. There's going to be something that's not going to work. After two days, I said, this is going to work. <laughs> there was no reason not to. Yep. So, yes, we, we've spent the last six years in Vienna, um, where I served as operations manager. And I was registrar. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we came there for a two-year service plan. And Two years led to three, to four, and after every year we would sit down and say, let's spend some time talking to the Lord about, does he want us to stay here? Does he have a new adventure in mind for us, or what's next? So last year it was, I think I have something new for you. And we both went, I hope it's not back in the States. <laughs> so we looked at Europe, and uh, we looked at Spain, and. Prague and Budapest, uh, but all of those places I had to learn a new language and I hadn't fully mastered German yet, So, but at least we're working on it. So when we looked at BFA, look at this, they're looking for an operations manager and a registrar, and they speak German there. <laughs> Let's knock on that door. So this is what led us to BFA. And, and it is an experience we had some support, but not enough. Raising that additional support during COVID from Vienna, going back to the States, but the Lord has provided, and we are so grateful for that. And we look forward to what he has for us here. My name's Lori, and I'll be serving in the library this year. I am that one that sat in the pew when missionaries came to church to speak on Sunday evenings and soaked up their stories. As I sat there, I always wondered, would I ever have the opportunity to serve in such a manner? What could I do in the mission field? No Bible degree, and I sure can't sing. But God, those verses in scripture often lead to a paradigm shift in a story or a life, or show a great contrast with what was before and what is now. Something was lost and now it's found. A person was blind, but now they see. There was no way, but God made a way. I have had many but God moments in my life. The contrast between what I expected and what God actually had planned. 
In my early 20s, God used what I thought was an engineering career beginning relocation from upstate New York to sunny Southern California to lovingly reveal himself to me. Over the next months, he used this time to draw me to himself. Through everything that happened from the beginning of that timeline until today, at each but God path change, God knew and sustained me and gave me the courage and faith to take another tentative step forward. Key markers on that timeline have included several cross-country relocations, California to New Jersey to Jacksonville, Florida, and finally to suburban Chicago for the last few decades. Add to that a midlife career change to the world of education and school libraries and a couple of now grown-up sons, one who will be departing for the mission field with his wife in a couple of weeks. So how did BFA come into the picture? Interesting question. Once inside the world of public school education, I soon learned that teachers start talking about retirement, years of service, and pensions at about the age of maybe 43, about 20 years into their service. And this goes on for a decade or more until they're actually eligible. I never gave this much thought as I stepped into this career midstream, and I surely wasn't going to stay in the school library long enough for get a, to get a pension either, but God. Although I loved my school library position in the Midwest, I'd always longed to live somewhere where I could have ready access to the adventure sports I love. I applied for school librarian spots in Arizona and Alaska and the Pacific Northwest, but the Lord closed the door each time telling me, no, no, not for you. And so my years of service mounted up. Plus, my fledgling eaglets, hashtag sons, <laughs> kept returning to the nest. College graduation to job search, job changes, saving for marriage and saving for ministry in missions. Suddenly, I was a career teacher with enough years accrued for a, um, a partial pension. And God was still working on my heart. I traveled summers trying to find my next place, and there was never a peace. I volunteered for an adventure therapy organization taking inner-city youth on outdoor kayaking adventures, and God said, good so far. I like your digging back into those years of service. Keep going. Since my 40s, I knew the Lord was leading me to continue work after retirement. I had read John Piper's book, Rethinking Retirement, where he encouraged you to work for the kingdom and not settle in. Truth be told, oh, oh, oh I missed a page. Then God start, started to bring to mind serving internationally. My daughter-in-law is a TKC, TKC and, and uh, loved her time in Norway. Her mom's on staff at ACSI and suggested I look into it. So being a good librarian, I searched and I talked to people and I looked and one school kept rising to the top, Black Forest Academy. In fact, through all my searching, it was the only school recruiting for a school librarian. It took a couple of years to figure that out, I was slow. <laughs> Finally, about a year and a half ago, my eaglets were soaring, and the Lord had said it was, I had enough career years in. And so, as one March day, as the fog of COVID and school closings and general dread descended on Chicago and the world, I made my application to BFA, and God said, go. Truth be told, I feel like I'm the most unlikely of missionaries in the room today. I've lived a lifetime in a monocultural world and decades in a public education. But what I do have is a respect and admiration for you and your stories, and I hope to hear them. My best spot of service has always been building up fellow servants of Christ to make them stronger in their service. And what better way than from the library? My heart's desire is to love on MK students and the teachers and staff that serve them. I want to make the, your classroom and their lives better um, with my time here. And may God bless my time for him. I'm Sam. This is my wife Salome. Uh, she, I'm not actually a staff member here. She's, uh, she's going to be the PE teacher 
here. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm just planning to, to chill at home and live off her BFA salary. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Rob's eyes just got really large. <laughs> now, I work as a, as a product manager for a, a few companies, uh, actually in the States and in, in Argentina, doing uh, web and mobile app development. Uh, I'm Malaysian. She's half Indian, half German, because I know that's what everyone's trying to figure out. Um, which is, uh, I mean, I love it, but I, I do feel sorry for our future kids, because they're going to be very racially confused. There. Uh, and so it's great to be here, because uh, they can be confused with other confused kids. So, um, My parents moved to Bangladesh uh, in the year 2000. So they were missionaries there. I was just tagging along. Uh, I studied there for three and a half years and then moved to a, a boarding school in India called Hebron. Uh, and I was there for five and a half years and that's how we met. Uh, she, we, were, we were classmates. Long, and the, the, the school is very similar to this one, right? We'd have assemblies, you know, dorms. And, and so I, I feel very at home here. It feels like uh, going back to school. Uh, we started dating. Long story short, we did four years of long distance. She went to Wales to study. I went to Malaysia to study. Graduated, got married in, in Germany here, picked her up, went back to Malaysia, <laughs> and, uh, and we've been there ever since. Uh, so we were there for, for seven years. And now we are back here in Germany, and that's where Salome will take over. Um, yeah, so Malaysia had definitely become home uh, after seven years of being there. We loved the heat, we loved the street food, um, but yeah, my family was back in Germany and there was a desire to be reunited with them for a few years, um, but there was definitely a conflict. I didn't really want to leave what had now become my home to a country that I have never lived in apart from one year, so I was like, ooh, I'm German, it's my passport country, but know nothing about this country. Um, so it was quite daunting to come back, and I was like, Lord, I'm just praying for a soft landing. Um, I'd love to work at an international school, kind of ease my way into the German culture. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure I also paid for, uh, prayed for a paid position, and that did not happen. Um, but yes, the Lord was, had provided me a job with CSK for a few hours, and I had 30 hours left, and I was like, Lord, what should I do? And Sam's like, you need to find a job, otherwise you're gonna go crazy. Uh, you're going to be Netflixing and not doing anything else. Um, so yeah, I was really praying where I could serve. And BFA had always come up in conversations with people in my old school or people that we knew growing up. Um, yeah, and I, and I was like, Lord, OK, I, I love teaching. I love um, students. Um, where can I serve? And there was a health position available and a PE teacher position. So I was like, OK, I'm going to apply, see if I get it. Um, I really liked the idea of being on the other end um, in a boarding school system where I was not the student anymore, but the staff member. Um, so yeah, I applied and the Lord has brought us here. Um, and now we're really excited. God's really opened the doors for us um, in so many ways. And as well, just coming here, the hospitality, love you guys, the Michaels have really opened their home. We had no internet. They were gone a few days. She just dropped the key into our post boxes and was like, you can use our internet, you can crash our house. And we were like, wow, this is amazing. So we did. And so we did, every day. <laughs> um, yeah, so we just really, and this morning, even in my devotions, um, just was reminded from Psalms 103 verse one, which says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. 
bless his holy name. And we just really want to do that uh, with this community. We want to show his greatness and his goodness to, yeah, people around here. So that's us. <laughs>
as we were transitioning. So I've been transitioning for like a year and a half, <laughs> um, which is not, uh, it's hard. Um, so yeah, it's really, really hard. Um, and I was all over the place during our engagement. I had to stay in the States because of COVID. Um, so I lived with my grandmother for six months, which was moving from my parents' house to her house. And then I went back to Columbia for six months this past um, second semester of the school year. And so I was all over the place, didn't really feel settled. Um, and that was super hard. Um, yeah, it was really hard. Um, and I really didn't have a connection to BFA other than the fact that I grew up in a CMA church. Um, and so I was always meeting missionary parents and families that had their kids going here. Um, but I never thought I would be here uh, myself. And I actually met Tim Schumann when I was nine years old. <laughs> and I have a photo with him, if you guys want to see that. He came and talked to our he came and talked to our children's program. And so in 2006, I was with Tim Schumann in this photo, and that was my connection to BFA. Um, never thought I would work with missionary kids. I worked with nationals in Columbia. It was very different. Um, and so I have a lot to learn, I realize. And um, transition has been super hard for me. Sometimes I love being here. I definitely love being with this one. But Condren is not my home yet. Um, I still love Latin America and the way that they do life and community together. And seeing my ECA family um, already starting work and being together has been super hard. Um, but I am adjusting, and I hope that the Lord has great things ahead of me. So thank you. Stewart. Uh, I grew up as a missionary kid in Alaska, um, and growing up, I had strong intentions to never, ever, ever become a missionary myself. Um, I started working at a summer camp when I was between the ages of 16 and 18 years old as a camp counselor, and while I was there, uh, I discovered my deep passion for youth ministry, building relationships with young people, mentoring, discipling, and guiding them, and I realized there was a job that existed that was like that, but full-time, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, I had no clue whether that job actually existed or not, but I went to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago in pursuit of being prepared for this job that I didn't know existed. Um, and while I was at Moody, something strange started happening uh, in that God started calling my heart to Europe, which was really weird because uh, I had no intentions of becoming a missionary at all, uh, let alone a missionary overseas. That was not my intention. Um, and but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't deny the fact that God was calling my heart to Europe. So um, I actually ended up going to Europe four different times over the course of several years, trying to figure out what this was going to look like, and I had no idea. Um, but after my most recent trip, which was two years ago. I came home and I said, okay, God, I will gladly serve you in Europe or anywhere in the world for that matter. You just kind of have to tell me what I'm doing and where and when and, you know, anything specific other than just a continent. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> so I decided to not pursue Europe anymore. It wasn't even going to be on my radar uh, until he shoved it in my face. Just please shove it in my face. Well, right around that time, uh, my friend Maggie Green called me. Uh, she's currently an RA here at HBR. 
uh, and she was support raising, and so I started supporting her, and I was so excited to support her. It was just the greatest blessing of my life to be able to do that. Um, but it didn't even phase me or even go into my head at all that this was the type of job that I'd been looking for for like 10 years. Uh, it, took <laughs> it took about a year and a half of hearing all the updates and everything and starting to realize, I kind of want to work there. Why am I not working there? Um, and uh, I, for stupid reasons, I kind of was like, no, 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 it'll, I'll, I'll do other things. Uh, but around February this year, so several months ago, um, God finally punched me in the face one evening and was like, hey, are we going to do that whole BFA thing that I've been shoving in your face like you asked? Um, <laughs> and I realized, oh, oh, this is like actually the exact position I've been looking for and it's in Europe. Oh, all the pieces are actually fitting it together. And I was completely ignoring it. Um, and so right from that moment, I started pursuing uh, BFA being an RA here. And uh, it's felt very impossible because I had a very short period of time to support raise and my housing situation was kind of confusing at that point of like where I was going to live until then and basically what ended up happening was I kind of raised support in roughly around eight weeks which was ridiculous and exhausting and I would not recommend it but all I can say is that God gets all the credit because there's no way I would have ever been able to do that if it was just me. Um, yeah, so now I'm here, and I am so excited to serve the students here at Maugenhart. So, thank you. Ours would have been a short version, because I would have said, well, we got married, so we're here, and I had a ring to show for it. But then I lost it. <laughs> We were floating down the Rhine River last week. And I... <laughs> so now you get to hear the long version. Here you go. So, um, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, so I think God's been <clears throat> definitely leading us here for such a long time. Like, I don't know, I just see the steps throughout even like beginning in high school, going back, um, uh, I think about how God, I feel like he's always been drawing, um, even before I knew Eric, my heart towards missions. And, um, and, uh, and then during high school as well, I've always been interested in uh, nursing and um, the medical field. And so during high school is when that really cemented for me that that's where God was calling me, some sort of ministry in nursing, hopefully missions, um, just waiting for wherever God would call me. Um, and so starting out even uh, choosing a college, um, I uh, wasn't sure where God wanted me to go. We were thinking one college, you know, that had a nursing major and um, but then God was like, no, you should go to Bryan College, which does not have a nursing major. And um, I was like, well, okay, I guess we'll figure that out later. So I <laughs> uh, went there, and um, sophomore year, that's where I met um, this guy named Eric Choi, MK, uh, <laughs> uh, from Uganda, growing up in Uganda and Kenya. Um, he'd only been in the U.S. a couple years, and um, was hanging out with all these other kids, also MKs, from all over the world, and um, yeah, they're definitely strange, but I thought they were a group of people I wanted to get to know, um, and uh, so we started dating, 
um, my sophomore year, his junior year in 2016, um, and uh, he graduated one year ahead of me with math education, started teaching in Wichita, Kansas, um, and uh, so the following year, um, I followed him down there, uh, lived with some friends there. Also, God provided that, because we were living in Tennessee, and oh, you happen to have really good family friends that live in Wichita, Kansas, you know. So I lived with them and uh, started nursing school there. And um, about uh, five months into us being in the same place um, uh, is when Eric's visa application for an extension was denied by the government. Um, so that's a and so from that point on, beginning of 2019, I was spending six months at a time between Uganda and Korea to get my missionary training back to Uganda while I was waiting for BFA to start the 2020-2021 school year. And uh, at that point, I was already here, and she was still in the States finishing up nursing school. Yeah, and um, so I finished nursing school in December of 2020 um, and then worked um, for four months in a hospital in Wichita, Kansas, um, on a med surge floor. And, um, and uh, well, I worked at the hospital. That was after we got engaged, but so graduated in December 2020 and then came here uh, over Christmas. We hadn't seen each other in a year and a half because of COVID. Um, and so it was really nice to finally see each other again. Um, I was like, you know, you might ask me something, a certain question <laughs> when I come this time. Um, so thankfully he did. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> the expectation was definitely there. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, uh, but um, yeah. And uh, so we got engaged over this past Christmas and got married on July 5th. Um, and I'm just so thankful that I was praying and praying that God would open a position here um, so I'd be able to do what God had called me to do, and he did exactly that. And so I'm just so thankful God has provided everything up until now. So, yeah. I also have a backup ring. So <laughs> I have that up there. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name's Craig Olson. I'm serving in HBR this year. Yeah, little did I know that two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but God's been really good. And um, the journey's been a little crazy the last couple years. So I'll give you a bit of a recap. Um, my family doesn't know the Lord, and I came to faith in high school. That's a long story, not enough time to to go into that right now, but um, after high school, I went to Perry Bible College where I studied intercultural studies, got my bachelor's degree there, and then I was like, God, now what? Um, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And it was at camp, doing camp ministry. Never was a camp leader before, never went to camp as a kid, so that was a huge step. And then um, God was like, okay, I want you to go into missions. I knew I wanted to go to missions earlier, 
like six months after I came to know the Lord even, but I didn't know where or with who. And then God brought um, WEC, um, as many of you may know, uh, up. So I went and did the mission training with WEC, and then I was preparing to go to Japan. So th that was 2018. Uh, and the last, so 2019, I was studying Japanese, preparing to go. Um, and then 2020 hit COVID, and I, that changed my plans. I was back home for another year and a half. And I was like, okay, um, God, Japan's still closed. Um, what, I am open to serve where you want me. Um, so then me and my director started looking into other opportunities, other places to serve. But at the same time, I knew that God had something for me. I didn't know what. I, I knew that he was um, leading me in that time. And when it came to this year, this summer, the end of July, actually, I learned about HBR, no, HBR, BFA. <laughs> I'm always getting the acronyms mixed up, but I'm doing pretty good, so bear with me. <laughs> um, so actually, um, the leaders for Tim and Erica's agency were a connection through my leader at Prairie Bible School, who I reached out to. So it was like through a connection, through a connection, through a connection that I heard about um, BFA, and I've never heard of the school or four or two weeks ago. So this is definitely a miracle by God. And um, so then, yeah, the, it's been a little crazy because most... <laughs> but it, I'm really thankful for um, the staff WEC, the staff here, and, and everyone that's been a part of the process and getting me here in two weeks. Like, I, it was crazy that I flew out last Thursday and got here on Friday. So it's still been a few days. Um, a little bit of jet lag still, but I'm doing pretty good. Um, yep, yeah, and I'm excited to be here. Um, this is, yeah, I look forward to getting to know the kids and the team and the family. So um, thank you for having me. <laughs> I listen to these stories and I am reminded of the various walks of life that God brings people through to prepare them to come here and then shapes their hearts and has those moments and conversations in the middle of the night and talking to a friend and people who come up and say five people today who I didn't even know have come up and talked to me about going to BFA and it blows my mind every time to hear about how people get here. There is a plaque now in the third floor administrative section of our offices that uh, has the map that shows where all of our kids are coming from this year. And on that, on that plaque, it says that education is our craft, but partnering with families in global Christian work is our calling. And that is the calling of every person that you have heard on this episode. If this tugs at your heart, if this makes you sit there and say, how can I get involved and what can I do? Email us, give us a call, get in touch with any of these people that you've heard from. Thank you for those who already know and support these people and you who pray and speak out on behalf of BFA and help us move 
this mission and this calling forward. Until next time, we're Josh and Nathan, and thanks for listening. Anywhere I go, and you are fine. Anyway.